0: Once again, we have to start the video like this, I see. One slate. One slate. Now I know. He ended up coming back, but he missed the entire, the entire first half. I just want one slate. Also, I'm so incredibly happy that I pivoted from Zach Collins and Josh Hart, to R.J. Barrett and Devontae Graham, I am so so happy about that. That pivot, it definitely didn't cost me, you know, over five thousand dollars. No way. Nope. That, no, that did not happen. It did not happen. It happened. It. it I made the last second pivot. Cost me like five thousand dollars, but I'm honestly just like numb to the pain. Right. I've done this so many times in my DFS career, where I make a late pivot and it's cost me thousands of dollars. And yeah, I would have taken down this tournament under dollar. Um, I would have gotten first place. I believe I was uh, the pivot was twenty six points dif- twenty six point difference with Collins and um, and Josh Hart to Devontae Graham and to uh, R J Barrett. But I'll get out of the way so you guys just can see all the scores. What is that? Now, three straight slates of injuries where I cash in tournaments. Um, and I would have taken down tonight too with an injury uh, if I didn't make that last second pivot. So, again, $5,000 that cost me. Woo! Yay! But uh, yeah, we continue to cash in tournaments. Um, so, let's go over my lineup. I went to Garland, Lavert, Osman, uh, Eugene, Umorier, Giannis, Killian Hayes, bear and Devonta Graham. So, let's talk through. There were two things that I specifically mentioned in the Patreon stream that I did not understand the ownership. Number one, I did not understand the Lamar Stevens ownership. Why was he projected for so much ownership and no one was playing Chetty Osman? I didn't understand it, right? Because, sure, the minutes were safer for Lamar Stevens. But if you compare Lamar Stevens to Chetty Osman, Osman's just the guy with a much higher ceiling, where if he finds his way into more minutes, like he did tonight, he can smash. I mentioned that as one that I thought I did not agree at the field. The other one was I did not agree with why Wano Carter Jr. was like 10x the ownership of Zach Collins. And again, I was so high on Zach Collins, I late pivoted off of. And Zach Collins went for 50 at no ownership. And Wano Carter Jr. was just fine. I think, think was like 35. Collins blew him out of the water at a fraction of the ownership. So those are the two things I specifically mentioned in the Patreon stream. And then I pivot off Zach Collins. Right? So I, I had Giannis here in the forward spot. I had Collins in my center spot, and then I had Josh Hart here. And I was like, you know what? Um, you know, I'm gonna go to like Devonte Graham. I was like, oh well, well now I can go up to, to R.J. Barrett. Just oh, five grand, five grand, five grand that pivot cost me. If I wasn't on a, on a, a winning streak, it would have hurt a little bit more, to be honest. But. Uh, yeah, again, Eugene Morier didn't play like a minute in the first half, and uh, we still cash with ease. 5X could have been much, much bigger. But, uh, yeah, so that's the recap of everything. Hope you guys had a good night. So I thought it was going to be a night, just a very tilting night to start off because Eugene got injured right away. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to Chipotle. Tweeted out the picture of me in the Chipotle shirt, and, uh, yeah, ended up bringing me good luck, I guess. And there's multiple people that were like, Oh man, I, I can't believe you're going out in public with a wrinkly shirt. It's like, don't care, like, literally at all. Like, I'm, like, I'm definitely going out in public. I don't care if my shirt's wrinkly. Like, hairs. What are you talking about? But uh, yeah, so that's the recap of everything. And um, yeah, before we get into this seven game slate, let's quickly mention the sponsor, which is Prize Picks. You can use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. dollars i also have it linked down below. And if you're looking for more in-depth content, you can check out my Patreon. Again, that is linked in the description. Been on a massive uh, hot streak of late, even running into this horrific luck every single day and continuing to a cash in tournaments. So I'm hoping to keep it going for Wednesday's slate. We got some big size contests. I believe we got the a big 888 tournament tomorrow. 250K, I think, is up top. So um, yeah, let's get right into it. We'll start off with Memphis, and Miami. So Memphis, not necessarily the best matchup here against Miami. Um, the price points have come down a little bit on Bain and Triple J. You got 8K for Desmond Bain who has gone for 40-plus fancy points now back-to-back games. But when I play him back-to-back games, he can't hit the broad side of a barn, and it's a massive bust. So I'm really, really happy for him that he's got it going when I finally fade. Jaron Jackson Jr. got in massive foul trouble last game. Is that a surprise to anyone? No, he's very, very foul-prone. If he stays on foul trouble, the ceiling is clearly there. And then Tyus Jones at 7-3. And kind of been a little bit up and down production-wise. If you look at the last five games, 60, 24, 51, 35, and 22 fancy points. But... Still a fair play. Xavier Tillman, going to start, going to play 25 to 30 minutes. You're going to have Dylan Brooks get a lot of shots up, probably play low 30s minutes. And uh, yeah, Santel Dama will play. Decent minutes off the bench at 4.1K. I guess that's playable for him. David Roddy, probably the rotation minutes too, but I don't know if I can go there. Moving on to Miami. So Miami, you got Kyle Lowry, who is questionable due to uh, knee soreness. Um, he came out the bench last game. Top guys, Butler, Bam, and, and Hero, I think are all fine options for me. I wouldn't call any of these guys priorities. Jimmy Baller has been playing really well, averaging like 45 to 50 fancy points a game over the last five. Bam in a bio, 7'9, you know, it's been a little bit quiet. If you look at like it, actually really quiet 38, 22, 36, 25, 34 fancy points, but the minutes have ticked up for him. Like, I feel like the ceiling is still there for Bam, so I don't hate him as like a contrarian play. I don't think anyone will play him tomorrow. And then Tyler Hero probably plays the most minutes production for him also has been a little bit up down, but he is sub 7K. So I would say hero factoring in price probably would be my favorite option, but he can still hurt you if he struggles with the shot. As far as the rest of this team goes, Gabe Vincent, 3.8K, played 27 minutes last game. He's playable. Caleb Martin, playable at four four. Oladipo four one. Like this group of like, yeah, Martin, Oladipo, love Gabe Vincent. These guys are all fine. I don't, think they're guys I'm going to prioritize but I guess if you like Atlanta one of them was last season. it's okay it's just eh, none of them stand out to me Philadelphia and Cleveland's a tougher matchup here for Philly, but we'll see who's available for Cleveland right don't know the status of Mitchell we don't know the status of Jared Allen um Joel Embiid 11-4 I mean he's matchup like I'm fine playing Joel Embiid basically any single matchup so Uh, I like his ceiling a good amount here James Harden 9-7 is fine Um, I think I'd rather play Embiid, but Harden still has those pop-off games, too. Max's price has come down a little bit, 6.8K, but still probably not enough for me to play him. Tobias Harris is 5-2. His minutes probably plays, you know, high 20s to low 30s. Melton minutes kind of up and down. I don't know. There's no one else I really feel good with for Philly. So let's mine at Cleveland. Cleveland just comes down to the injuries with Mitchell and with Jared Allen. Um, if both Mitchell and Jared Allen are in probably staying away from Cleveland. Now, if they're both out, then that's a different state. Then it's a different story, right? Evan Mobley ceiling goes up. However, there will be some foul risk going up against Joel Embiid. I think there'd be a chance that like, if there's no Jared Allen, you might see some Robin Lopez. He didn't play tonight. Um, but I think against Embiid, like he's a guy that could see some minutes. Garland and Lavert obviously get a massive usage bump with Donovan Mitchell off the court. um, both would be good options, in my opinion. I probably would prefer Lavert, a uh, factory price, but Garland, 7 6 would be too cheap. And then, once again, Okoro, Lamar Stevens, Rubio, Osmond, we'll all see a minutes bump. Um, again, Rubio and Osmond, the best point per minute uh, of that group, but their minutes a little more in question. You did see, I got a lot of run for Chetty tonight, um, but Okoro, Lamar Stevens, you probably gonna feel a little bit better minutes wise. However, they're just not really. Productive point per minute, right? I just didn't understand why Lamar Stevens was projected for so so much, or you know, I think he was projected for like close to 30%. Um, and that was why I was like, just play like Chetty over him at a fraction of the ownership. So that is Cleveland, Sabonis, Sacramento, and Chicago. This game should be played at a pretty fast pace. You got two teams that play fast, two teams that play very little defense. Um, but the Kings, I like Sabonis. I like Fox. You know, Sabonis had a massive game last game. I'll say a bit of an outlier, but still a very high ceiling. Aaron Fox eight nine does feel a little bit too cheap. Uh, you know, he's had some big games of late. So the main guys look good. Herder Barnes they've been playing relatively consistent minutes of late. I mean, you just get the wings for the wings for Sacramento always have a hard time. Like Barnes is the guy. Usually he's not he sees like thirty to thirty five minutes. But Herder and Murray like they can mess with their minutes at times if they struggle. So there is still risk with those guys, but the ceiling's there if the minutes get extended. Uh, Malik Monk is 4.5. He's always someone I like for tournaments. If he plays really well, he can play a bit more. And then I'll mention Trey Lyles. He continues to play like 20-ish minutes off the bench. He's playing well for this team, and he can kind of stuff a stat sheet. So I'm totally fine getting to Lyles at 4K. On the Chicago side, well, they're going to play the main guys a lot. Man, it's a great matchup. So Levine DeRozan, Vooch, I have interest in all three. The tough part is trying to figure out, all right, which one do I want to go to? Now, Levine's been playing the best of late, like 43 minutes last game. Demar DeRozan's 8-3. Got the small four powerful eligibility and then Nikola Vucevic. Good one per minute guy. Like, great matchup. So, I like all three guys here for the Bulls. The tough part is, if I'm building out a lineup and I'm trying to pick between these guys, it's, it's going to be tricky. So, I will say this. If I'm playing one of these guys in tournaments, ownership's going to play a big, big part in that. Right? So, if, for example... Levine's just getting way, way more ownership than DeRozan and Vooch. I'm just going to play, like, I would rather go to DeRozan or Vooch. You know, so if a couple of these guys or one of these guys pick up way more ownership, I'm probably, if I I do play one, would go to the lower owned option. Because I think they all look very similar. Pat Beverly, I don't even know what to make of him. He's gone for 40 fancy points in two of the last five games. He's also gone for sub 20 in three of those games. I mean, he's fine. I would say 40 fantasy points is definitely out there performance for Pat Beverly. Pat Williams is 3.9K. His minutes have not been great of late. You got Caruso. You got Kobe White. We'll see rotation minutes. They're both really cheap. I guess they're fine, but yeah. Drummond, if he gets the backup five run, is playable in tournaments because he's a good point-printed guy, but there's never a guarantee that he does. Boston, Minnesota. So just Rob Williams is still out, so... I don't know what's, what's going to happen with Boston. It's a good matchup. I like Tatum. I like Brown. I wouldn't call either a must play, but 11K Tatum, 9-1 Brown. Wouldn't be, like, if this is just competitive, one of those guys probably has a pretty solid game. The group of Brogdon, Derek White, Marcus Smart always look very similar to me. And on a big slate, the big slates, they're usually just guys I avoid unless there's a few, like, players out for Boston. Al Horford continues to play low 30s minutes. I think he's just, like, a fine filler option was there seeing rotation minutes. Grant Williams' minutes have been way down. I can't go there. So that's Boston. In Minnesota, you got uh, Rudy Gobert, Nas Reed, Noel, all questionable. Now, I think Gobert plays because he was questionable last game with an ankle, and he played through it. So I assume he plays. It was funny because Gobert is questionable. Nas Reed wasn't even on the injury report. So last night, I was playing for Gobert to be out so I could play Nas Reed. Nas Reed gets ruled out, and Gobert gets ruled in. It's like, how? Nas Reed wasn't even on the injury report. Like, you, you, literally, you can't do that. Like, that was that was really tilting, to be honest. But, yeah, Anthony Edwards is 9-4. I don't think a lot of people play him because of the matchup, but still a guy that's going to play a ton of minutes. I'm fine with him as a contrarian play. Slow-mo minutes have been way, way up. He's playing extremely well. Triple-double last game, almost triple-double two games ago. I mean, the price point is going to make it hard for me to get to him, but I'm not saying he's completely out of play. Like, if you told me Kyle Anderson plays 38 minutes tomorrow, I think you can still play him at this price point. Like Conley McDaniels, more secondary plays. I expect low 30s minutes for both. If there's no Noel, my boy, NAW, probably sees high teens to low 20s minutes. Torian Prince, 3.4K, should see low 20s minutes. At close to the mint price, it's actually an okay punt play. All right, Lakers and Rockets. This is a game that's going to get a lot of ownership, in my opinion, as it probably should be. No AD, no LeBron, no Mo Bamba. So last time Anthony Davis was out, Mo Bamba got the start. So I'm curious, do they go winning Gabriel at the five? Do they go like Rui at the five? Uh, I think one of those two will pick up a start here for, for Anthony Davis. But as far as the rest of this team goes, I mean, Deandre Russell should now be the go-to guy. Um, I expect mid-30s minutes in a fantastic matchup. I'm totally fine paying the price point for him. Schroeder, unless he starts, I probably can't go there, but his usage is obviously going to go up. Um, should be, you know, the number two, number three offensively. I mentioned that Malik Beasley is going to have a decent shooting game soon, and it was tonight, and he went for 38 fantasy points. So that's the thing with Malik Beasley, right? It's like, the shot attempts are there, the usage, it's just a matter of, can he make his shots? And he made his shots tonight, so he had a really good game. The last, like, four games, he's been missing his shots. So I can't tell if he's going to make a shots, but I like the ceiling on him. I think Austin Reeves is a pretty safe play. Expect close to 30 minutes from him. Troy Brown should play a bit more, with Anthony Davis out, probably high 20s. And then Rui and Gabriel both good values, in my opinion. Um, Rui, the better point from the guy of the two, but if winning Gabriel starts, I would assume he probably plays at least 20 minutes and would be a good value at 3-7. So, there's a good amount to like here for the Lakers. You might even see a little bit of Lonnie Walker at 3-3. Um, he might get dusted off. But, uh, yeah, so let's move on to Houston. I just every time I play Houston in a game that's like, oh, you know, might blow out, they always get destroyed. I finally fade the Rockets last slate, and they beat the Boston Celtics on their 13-point dogs. It couldn't have done that. Like, I played, I played the Rockets so, so many times. Every time they get blown out. And you mean to tell me it's one of the best teams in the NBA they're going to win? Shingun news is actually huge, though. This could open up a lot for Houston. If Shingun is out, there is actually a lot to like here for the Rockets. They ran an extremely tight rotation last game. Kevin Porter Jr. played 38 minutes last game. Jalen Green played 40 minutes last game. Jabari Smith played 36 minutes and played a majority at the 5. My boy Tar Eason played 35 minutes last game. If you played Tar Eason last slate, you got so, so incredibly unlucky. If you give him 35 minutes again, you know, I, I would say average performance for him is probably like 35 to 40 fancy points, right? He goes for 21 fancy points. So you just got so, so incredibly unlucky if you played Tar Eason last slate. Um, Cajun Martin played 40 minutes. Like I said, like they just gave massive minutes. And the game did not go to overtime. And then you saw Jay Sean Tate play like low 20s. So if there's no Shingun, I think they keep that same starting lineup with Jabari Smith at the 5, Easton at the 4, Martin, ABJ, and Green. If that's the case, I have interested in all five starters in a great matchup. But this game probably should stay competitive against the Lakers without LeBron and AD. So uh, there's a lot to like in this game, in my opinion. One of my favorite games to target. Dallas and San Antonio. Well, it's hard to say about Dallas right now because you, well, you have Kyrie, Hardaway, and Christian Wood all questionable. If they're all out, it should be the... Jaden Hardy, Josh Green show. I would guess the starting lineup would be Hardy, McKinley Wright, Josh Green, Bullock and Powell, or instead of McKinley Wright, they could go to Justin Holiday. So that would be my guess for the starting lineup. Again, Green and Hardy would be my favorite options, but you know, the, the you know, grouping of like Bullock and Kleba and McKinley Wright and Holiday would be playable. White Powell would probably see Decent run, if there's no wood. Um, so, yeah, there would be a, a good amount to like for Dallas. Obviously, to be extremely shorthanded if all those guys are out. Now, if they're all in, then I like Kyrie at 10 too. Should be the go-to guy. As long as there's no limitations, he would look good. Uh, hard, I don't think I'd get to Wood even if he plays. It's been way down, and Hardaway would be playable, but his price point's up a bit, so got to keep an eye on the news there for the Spurs. Well, also, there's a lot of guys we don't know about. Kelvin Johnson, is he going to play? Is Trey Jones going to play? Is Branham going to play? Like, we, we don't know. So, if they run... A, if, if it's the same guys that's available tonight, um, then I think these main guys look decent. Like Devonta Graham started, played close to 30 minutes. Um, he's a not a bad point-per-minute guy. Devin Bissell has been horrific of late, but still playing 30-plus minutes. Zach Collins, back-to-back massive games. I expect his ownership to go up after those two uh, big, big games. Jeremy Sohan's five, six. You know, He had a big game tonight at low ownership um kate bates diop also started played 27 minutes he'd be a fine option so those guys would all look decent and then even like mcdermott and wesley would be playable off the bench 24 minutes for mcdermott blake wesley played uh 23 minutes and did not shoot well one of 12 three of eight shooting um he's he's kind of an interesting buy low candidate here if all the same guys are out but i don't think a lot of people will play him but i mean if you just get a decent shooting game from blake wesley like he could blow that salary out of the Let's finish up here with the last game. That would be Golden State and the Lakers. So, yeah, uh, Wiggins still out. Uh, Kaminga's back, though, so you should lose minutes for DiVincenzo and Looney. But it's the same thing I'm always going to say about Steph Curry. He's going to be low-owned. I can almost guarantee you that. He has a relatively low floor, but like, he can go for 60 anytime he touches the court, right? So he's just always summons a good tournament play because he's low-owned with a high ceiling. Now, he can still hurt you, right? Like, if you played him last late, he burned you. But... Um, I don't think we can always... I don't think we can expect Klay Thompson to go for 50 again, right? So, stuff intrigues me for tournaments. I'll probably pass on Clay after the big game. Jordan Poole, 6.5K. Mm, probably gonna uh, stay away from that. Draymond Green is, is your next safest play, in my opinion. Should play low 30s minutes. Probably not gonna kill you. Hasn't really shown the big upside of late. Even Shenzo, Looney become riskier with Kaminga back. Jermichael so, Green's been playing well off the bench, but he also should lose a bit of minutes with Kaminga back. So, no one else really standing out there. And finally, the Clippers. So... Wiley Leonard, Paul George, I think are decent options. You got 9K for Kawhi, played 37 minutes last game. Paul George is 8.8K, he played 40 minutes. I wouldn't call either a must, but in an uptime of game, I have no issue playing either of those main guys for the Clippers. The minutes have taken down on Westbrook of late, uh, 23 minutes in back to back games. Now, if you get the game where Westbrook plays like mid 30s Mets, he could smash. So. He's someone that like is playable for tournaments. I can't tell how many he minutes he's going to play because they're fluctuating right now. But if he, if he plays really well and they extend him, like he, I would not be surprised if Westbrook goes to, like forty five tomorrow if he plays like thirty five minutes. Now, Zubach, Plumley, they're going to split the center position. I'll pass on both. Eric Gordon continues to play like mid twenties minutes. He's just like a filler play. Marcus Morris is awful, but he'll play twenty five to thirty minutes. You'll see a little bit of run for Terrence Mann. A little bit of run for Batum. If you want to take a dart and eat those guys in a large tournament, you can. But really, outside of Paul George and Kawhi, there's nothing that, that stands out to me. All right, guys, so that'll wrap up the video. Hope you guys have a great night. And if you do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. We'll see you guys all in the next one.